Welcome to Made for Profit, a podcast where we talk business in the shop and help you monetize as a maker. Each week we cover business topics to help you grow your full-time business or your side hustle. We'll also bring you interviews from a variety of people winning in their space to share valuable business insights and life lessons. I'm Brad Rodriguez, a full-time content creator running FixThisBuildThat.com, and my co-host John Malecki runs a full-time furniture company and his content site, JohnMalecki.com. We've been growing our successful businesses online, and we want to bring you into the conversation and help you grow along with us. Welcome to episode 124. We're two months into the new year now, and hopefully you've been able to stay with your new year resolutions or business practices that you put into place. But it's easy to fall back into old habits if you don't have good systems. So John and I just recently got back from WorkbenchCon, where we did a presentation on business systems. We wanted to share that with you if you weren't able to make it. And today what we're going to do is talk all about scheduling your time, managing your email and your documents online. John, dude, business systems. Like I, I, I thought the class was awesome. I mean, the first one obviously was not as good because you were there. But then once you left and I did the second one on my own, it was great. Yeah, man. Just well, (laughs) one, let me apologize. I'm at the house. Uh, We're recording today. We're we're picking up uh, a speed episode here. So I've got a little bit of noise in the background. So I'm sorry for that. Uh, It is just the floofsters being floofy. So no big deal. But yeah, man, uh, the feedback from WorkbenchCon on the on the uh, class we were able to do together before I had to scoot was absolutely phenomenal. And I heard your second one was even better. The attendance went up, what, three times? Um, you <laughs> know, like, John's I, not there? Let's go. No, dude. Pretty sure that I'm just the issue with everything. No. Um, it, but it, it was awesome. But, it, yeah, it, it was, like, funny because I was trying to be you. And I was like, when I was doing uh, custom furniture, these forms really. <laughs> so yeah. it, it was it was cool because uh, I think John and I obviously bring different sides to the table. John has the background in being the, the full-time furniture maker that he did there for several years, and then my side with the digital background and, and productivity and that from the corporate. So I think it was a good mixture, and I, yeah. I think it'll be a good conversation here today too. Yeah, so the, 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 the feedback we got initially um, when we started the show was on just like, man, there's, okay. there's no resources for how to get started, how to manage anything. Like, you know, w- what are you guys doing to basically stay organized? Um, and three years later, since since starting the show, it's the same thing, right? Brad and I are literally in G Suite on a daily basis, and that's what we're going to focus on here in this episode, uh, keeping ourselves nice and organized and as crispy and clean as possible. Um, one of the biggest mistakes I'm noticing with anyone in small business, as we're getting more people with more experience coming and finding the show, is that they struggle more with like the tedious small tasks than they do big picture things, right? Uh, what happens to a lot of us, and, and this is super common in small business, is, is you start to focus on too many things that are happening uh, broadly in, in the big spectrum of your business that you let all of the little things fall aside. And that's really where if you can put a system in place in order to make sure that all that stuff's taken care of early on, you can succeed down the line and actually be focusing on those things because they are, yes, more important to be focused on big picture stuff. But man, if your calendar is falling to pieces, if your email is falling to pieces, if you don't have any way of seamlessly going through your documents or seamlessly going through uh, any of your any of your paperwork and whatnot, uh, that's digitally, physically and mobily, then your business is going to suffer. I promise you. Uh, so starting out, you know, in our presentation, first thing we dove into was the most 
common thing that Brad and I are looking at on a daily basis uh, is the calendar, right? Yeah. And, and just uh, to avoid any confusion, G Suite is the Google Suite. So uh, that's what we are referring to here. And it's all like, free like G Suite. I know. I like to, like to just be, yo, G Suite. <laughs> it like sounds like a song from the 90s. G Suite, represent. Uh, yes. Yes. <laughs> so, <laughs> the t-shirt. Yes. Uh, but it is free. That, that's the beauty. So everything we're talking about here today is free. Uh, we are going to do the, the next episode on some of the more task management, project management type things. And some of those are paid apps and things like that. But everything in Google is free. And so that is beautiful. So there's no excuse not to do it. Uh, and, and the great thing, again, you guys know that I am a PC guy, uh, which is typically more aligned with Google. And, and John is a Mac guy, but it works seamlessly on Mac as well as PC. And and I know, John, that you like it a lot better than a lot of the Apple apps. Uh, I know my wife does too. My so my wife, Susan, is she has an iPhone and yeah, it's like the the Google calendar is much better than the uh, Apple calendar, all that. So the, the calendar, the great thing, and, and speaking of of my wife, that, that is one of the great things. So one of the things we really like about G Suite is being able to invite multiple people and have visibility to multiple calendars at one time. So if you're not familiar with that, and that's what we're going to try to do today is, is add. So you might say, hey, yeah, Brad, John, great. I, I know about calendars and emails. But one of the things we really want to take away for you today is these little nuggets, these little things that'll help you. And one of those is on the calendar side, not just adding your own calendar. So you have to have it on track, like John was saying, but the visibility to other people's calendars. Because what I find, you know, as a husband and a father and a business partner and my own business, you know, that's four different things. I have to keep track of myself, my kids, uh, my business with John and, you know, my my own business. And so having the calendars of my wife that has our kids things on there, having them made for profit stuff on there, having to fix this, build that things all visible on one calendar and different color coded saves my bacon so much. So whenever John says, hey, can you record, you know, Tuesday at 10? I like go and look. Uh, no, actually, I'm. I'm the mystery reader in my daughter's classroom that day. So I can't, you know, I can't do that's not typically <laughs> something I would have on the fix this, build that calendar or the made for profit. So that that's an amazing feature that I'm really digging in Google calendar. Yeah. And it's something that I actually underestimated early that keeps me super clean. Um, you know, one big uh, bonus of my early experience in making custom furniture was uh, one hiring Sean Van Dyke and then two adopting the principles that he brought to the table as far as owning your schedule and then integrating that with Google Calendar. So one thing I love about the color coding is that you can add color coding to specific things as well to keep you nice and clean, whether you're blocking out, uh, say, office hours, blocking out design hours, blocking out meeting time, blocking out shop time, whatever that might be. If you like to have a crystal clear visualization of your calendar every week. And um, Brad can probably attest to this is like, that's how a lot of real big businesses do things, right? You get a calendar that has things blocked out for you um, and it's color coded because it's easiest to see visually. But what I like a lot about Google calendar that, that makes it kind of seamless uh, for, for a lot more things is it's integration uh, opportunities. Like Brad said, with inviting other people for, uh, for, for meetings, right? One yeah. thing we get a ton of is uh, the consistent barrage of people wanting to hop on calls and people wanting to take up your time to talk about nonsense. Um, and, and it's part of business. You'll get used to it. But one thing you want to make sure you're doing is owning that time 
So if you say block off your Wednesday mornings between eight and 10 for calls, you can then go and immediately start filling those appointment slots with uh, other people's email outside of your network that is sending them a reminder. And that way it's popping up on their calendar. And then you can get that peace of mind of like, oh, do they did did they not mark it down on their calendar? Like, is it right there? Because if they accept it, then they accept it. It boom populates. And almost everyone these days has a Google calendar, an Apple calendar, and it's pretty seamless across both. And I love that. If, if someone reaches out to me, I put the onus on them. I was like, oh, send a Google invite. Because if they're not actually looking to have a meeting, uh, then they then they'll forget and it won't matter. Right. And, and the worst is just having having somebody that say, oh, I'll call you at 10. Right. And then it's like, yeah. you know, 10, 15 and, and you're, oh. you've written them off and then they call. It's like, oh, dude, I've I got forgot. a dude today that literally wants to do that. Like, Look at this <laughs> idea. And I'm like, ugh. It is, it is great. I mean, don't get us wrong. Like I, but I, that is actually one thing and I'll hit that too, is that, uh, John, you kind of talked about it is, is really owning and protecting your calendar. So yeah. one of the ways that you can do that is by saying, Hey, look, I, you know, I would love to talk to you. Here's my times, uh, go ahead and reach out to me. So giving them that, um, and there is actually one, John, we should have probably talked about as well, but, but, uh, Calendly, uh, is is another tool where basically people can go in and, and that's ha- actually how we schedule our interviews on Made for Profit. And it shows you the open times. I don't think they can necessarily have a, a thing that does that on Google Calendar. But the nice thing is, is that you get that Google Calendar, they send it. Uh, and if you have a mobile phone, so all these things are all these sweet, all these uh, applications that we're talking about for G Suite, they work seamlessly between desktop, mobile phone, laptop, everything. And so if you put a reminder, whether they're sitting at their desk or they're out on the, you know, out in the shop or wherever, you can set either a notification or an email reminder. And I always love the the notification reminder because we get so much email, you'll miss those. So if you're setting up a meeting with somebody else, put a notification so it will notify you as well as them. So that's just another great little tip to use. Uh, and, and yeah, I mean, the G Suite is just really powerful when you start using these together and it works well with other people. And you can integrate things like Zoom meetings or Skype you could just put the calls in there. It will automatically populate. So they've got a link. So you're not spending five or 10 minutes trying to say, oh, hey, well, what, what's your username? What's that? Like you just send them a link, uh, you know, a shared invite to a Zoom. And all they have to do is click on it when they start the meeting or Google Hangout, which works even more seamlessly. Uh, and yeah, it's it's all right there in the calendar notice. And the whole goal here is just to reduce friction in between yes. you and like what you need to do. And if it's a business call, you want to get, you know, to your objective uh, and be efficient about it so you can get back to building your business and working and doing whatever you need to do. Yeah, and to piggyback that, G Suite also offers a lot of add-ons now, which are really cool. Uh, when Brad and I got into it years ago, there wasn't as many of these, but uh, you can have add-ons for you know tasks, for uh, reminders, like Brad was just saying, or anything like uh, Zoom has an add-on now, so does Cisco and Rike, GoToMeeting. Well, there's a bunch of CRM systems, which are really cool. Now, we're not really experts in any of those, but uh, to see the expansion of the the, the Google Calendar, you know, and, and the G Suite in general is really, really nice. Um, and it's made our lives a lot easier, being that we're remotely working on the business all the time. Um, but the one do, thing you do need in order to have a Google Calendar in the G Suite is an email. Um, so... Leaning to the next thing, you know, in the in the uh, the one the one easy thing to overlook when you're getting into email is um, basically your namesake, right? Like when when you're sending an email out and you're trying to look professional, uh, you know, sending something that's uh, 
jmalecki6274 at gmail and you're you're like yeah man those were my numbers when i was playing football and <laughs> haven't expecting someone to remember that it really Hot makes Rod it johnny 5000 yeah it looks yeah. it looks unprofessional um and in i think there's just so it's just so easy to use google that you can like find something that looks and resembles your business um and then you can even use their paid services um and become an admin and pay five bucks and then have brad at fix this build that.com or you could be super cheap and not do that and just yeah. be fix this build that at gmail.com <laughs> do, and, you, uh, do you uh do you fully integrate your domain because i have my do- i have it like forwarding how do you how do you handle that with uh, with your own address at johnmalecki.com. Do you pay do. for the thing or do you just do that the forwarding? No, integration. You know me. I like to keep of things as easy as possible. Yes. So I have, yeah, I have, I have a bunch of emails, um, but it keeps it super clean, right? So I have the builder at johnmalecki.com. I have admin at johnmalecki.com. I have john at metalandwood.us. I have admin at metalandwood.us. I have my personal email and we have a podcast email. So I manage all six emails in um all at the same time. But what it does is allow that's, that's my personal system for keeping things uh, as clean as possible. But what it allows, uh, what I think using Gmail does is, and makes it pretty easy is one, the integration of all of those is pretty seamless um, as far as like bouncing from one to the other when you're in the app, uh, which is nice. I link mine to Microsoft outlook, which I absolutely hate. So uh, if anyone has a suggestion on a better email service, I used to use Google inbox, which I loved, but they got rid of it. Uh, because I guess they couldn't figure out a way to get people to pay for it. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I don't like Gmail's application specifically on mobile. Um, I just, it, it doesn't let me have enough variety. I, I want things like perfectly color coded cause I'm a stickler for that. And it's just not quite there. Mm. So anyway, it's phenomenal on desktop. It's phenomenal on uh browser. I just don't like the mobile app for Gmail, but, uh, so I use Outlook and I've always tethered to something because I manage so many accounts. But in it, you know, what what we've been finding is that Gmail has been specifically putting a ton of effort into making it the most robust and usable application like on the planet. In the past two years, I would say, Brad, like how many killer features have they started just rolling out that make things super easy on us? Yeah, they, they, the ones that I like the best are the one in it. It's uh, there's two that. I want to call out specifically because I think they're awesome. I use them all the time. Uh, I like to say like my goal with email is, and this is something I try to embrace is every email I send, I'm trying to end the conversation unless I'm trying to get money from somebody. Right. So <laughs> I might. Right. So if I'm talking with a sponsor and I'm like negotiating, then obviously I'm trying to answer all their questions. But uh, if you're getting an email uh, and you're responding that that just a quick tip there is like, how do you end the conversation? And, and I don't mean that in a negative way of like, I don't want to talk to you. Uh, and, you know, we kind of talked about that with the calendaring. Like, let's be clear here. We're, we're trying to make sure we serve our customers and our, our, our clients and everybody. But the idea is to give them what they want and get off the email. Uh, with all these business systems, your whole goal is to not use them. Your whole goal is to efficiently run your business and do what makes you money. And emailing, unless you're emailing somebody about a new job, doesn't make you money. It's like they've agreed to it. Now you're just, you know, you're trying to work out the details, whatever. So never invite, you know, never say, what do you think? Like, unless you really want to extend that conversation or did that help? Like, it's just like, boom, boom, boom. Give them exactly what they need. Thanks a lot. And part of that is templating. So the template feature on Gmail is awesome. If you're not familiar with it, if you open an email, uh, if you hit compose, 
down in the bottom right, right, and it's kind of hidden, uh, down in the bottom right, right next to the trash can. And I assume, well, yeah, because this should be the same for PC and Mac. Uh, there's these three little dots right next to the trash can. If you click on that, it'll pull up a few things where mostly it used to be just like how you look at it, if you want to print it, whatever. But now there's this little thing in there called templates. And if you hover over the templates, then if you don't have anything, uh, it'll ask you to save draft as a template or delete template. And basically what this does, if you're writing the same type of email over and over and over again, even if you're just writing the same portion of an email, then this is a great place to put it in there so you don't have to copy and paste. You don't have to have another, you know, because that's what I used to do, right, John, is like have a, you know, Google Doc or something. Exactly. And you'd have like some, you know, like, oh, copy and paste. This takes it away. It also saves uh, the the subject line as well as whatever's in there. So you just type up whatever your typical email is. If it's a response to an inquiry or just uh, a great example would be uh, if you only make dining tables and you get a ton of requests for cutting boards or other smalls or stuff like that, you could have a stock template for, hey, sorry, that's not what I do. I, t- I you know, right now we, we're focusing on dining tables, but here's a list of people who might be able to help you in the area. Boom. And, you know, thanks for your inquiry. Boom, you're, you're done. And every time you get that email in, you just hit that template, send them on uh, to your, you know, your peers who are making that thing for them. And that is a great way to end that conversation, give them value and hopefully give, you know, somebody that uh, that that is a, a friend or peer of yours, some some business. So the templating feature is awesome. Yeah. And we've loved that for anything where we're like, say, uh, you know, uh, last Last year, one of our patron benefits um, we were doing was a monthly update on what we saw happening on social platforms. Um, And what we do is we take the blanket update and we throw it in a template and then we come back and add our notes specifically to each individual. And it just makes things so much faster. I mean, when we were originally doing it it was copy paste and drop it in and then we'd go and send and, and boom, it would go out. And it just took like that one minute across 25 people is 25 minutes. And when you do that, um, and you create these just small little things that make your life easier, man, does it, does it have a big impact on the time saving aspect of using any of this type of stuff? So one other thing that I also love is the, uh, you know, you can now flag things as being urgent or following up, um, and create specific folders. Like I, I've gotten a little bit better about having things fall into my email that automatically go to folders, um, specifically, and I don't know if you're because you use Gumroad, but because I use WooCommerce, I get an email for every order off of my website. Oh, yeah. Instead of having to go through those with a notification and coming into my main primary folder, I kick them to just an ordered folder or a orders folder or something like that. And then they're already marked as red when I get into the folder. And it just makes all that kind of stuff seamless. So that way, when someone emails me that opened my PDF on their this is, I get this a ton. They opened a PDF on their iPad and then they lost it forever. Oh yeah. I get that. Yeah. Because I'm I, like, because Apple's horrible and no. yeah, like if it was, if they had opened it on, you know, I don't know. What a- anything doing. else? I mean, Microsoft how do you not just search your email <laughs> and find it again. I, I don't know. I, yeah, no, I'm, I'm totally with you. I get that. Those, those are the ones. Anyway, it's always the Apple people that are asking me where their plan is. I don't know. What's always. Up with that. But I mean, having those canned responses and being able to go back, if you can't dive, like if I'm mobile, I can't really dive into the back end of my website. Uh, I can go in my emails and see if that person actually did order and then I can resend or whatever. Um, and that kind of stuff is phenomenal. Uh, delayed responses and, oh, are gosh, also I really nice. Delayed responses, um, dude. 
because I mean, you can set, you can literally, if you're writing an email to someone uh, and you don't hear back from them, uh, you can you can just have some delayed follow up response. Brad, Brad and I have talked on the show before about follow ups. Um, you know, hey, I haven't heard from you in a while. If you're looking to do anything that's product sales related, uh, I'm just curious if you'd be interested. We've got some new stuff available. Blah blah blah. Here you go. And uh, there's just a lot of flexibility in it. And I think the integration of that with the calendars, and then even diving more deeply into the um, Google Docs and Google Sheets and forms and slides and all that good stuff, uh, it just makes it, it, it makes your experience as the user seamless and easy, but it also gives you uh, massive bandwidth for functionality within your business, right? So you're going from your morning where you wake up and you're like, man, uh, what's my calendar look like today? If you're actually setting your calendar, oh, boom. And then like for me, I'm, all, I'm much better at answering emails in the morning. I get that on, on there, boom, I'm diving into my email, trying to catch up on as many as I can before I get into my day. Um, physically being at the shop and the one the one thing I underestimate a ton is like how often I'm using documents that I store in the cloud and send those out like for instance when a vendor asks you for a w9 you literally get it every week and if I don't have that w9 stored in the cloud I'm having to redo it retype it take a photo send it to myself as a pdf and then upload it like just takes time and it's stupid so getting from mail uh, moving into it so uh, if you're not familiar with G Suite, you set up your account by creating an email. Uh, you can name that whatever you want. I highly suggest naming it as close to your business as you possibly can. And then you can also pay to have it look super professional. Um, and then when you get from there, you can start using the calendar. And then what's coming in next is Google Docs. Yes. And um, what? Let, let me, John, let me hit real fast because I just I want to say my other thing before we leave the mail topic and then I'll let you run. Um, the, the, the thing, like John, you said, the two things I think that help really manage the email uh, that, so if you hover over any email there and you look to the right, there's like four little icons. One's archive, uh, then you got delete, mark is red or snooze. And that snooze button, if you're not using that snooze button, that is a great one for follow-up. Because if you get an email and it's like, then you, exp- you know, they say, hey, I'll send this to you on Wednesday and you get that email on Monday. You, what you can do is snooze that email until Wednesday and then if you haven't gotten a response, it's going to come up to the top of your inbox. So that is a killer way to keep on top of follow up, hit that snooze. So it's not just chilling in your inbox and then it gets buried under all the other emails. It'll pop back up to the top. And then that second one that uh, John, you had just also mentioned was the uh, delayed response. And I typically do delayed response uh, to the same type of thing. Like sometimes if you get an email, what I found is if you respond immediately, that invites more email. Right. Yeah. (laughs) And so what I will do, if it's not something important and mission critical, instead of, again, losing it in that whole just do it mentality, like don't put off something you can do right now, you know, to later do it right now. And so a little quick, short response. But instead of sending it, uh, when you go down to the send button, there's a little arrow and you can say delayed or send. And they have, you know, a few custom ones like tomorrow morning at eight, Monday at eight, whatever. I will delay that for at least like. 12 hours or something. So it doesn't look like, because I have found that for sure. If you immediately respond, you almost also, because they're sitting there right at their desk. They just sent the email. Then they get a response and they're like, Oh, it's a conversation. It's like you're texting them. Um, and so, yeah, that those two, those two things, the snooze and the delayed send have really helped me a to follow up and B to, you know, get out of more emails just because I sent that, that email directly back to them. Uh, and yeah, those, those man have been huge time savers for me. 
or yeah, you know, time saver and then follow up and win more jobs. Win. Winning. Win. So anyway, back back to the account. I just want to make sure I hit that because that was that was the second one I was going to talk about was the was the delayed sin. And then you hit uh, the snooze. I forgot about the snooze, but yeah, that was yeah, awesome. Snooze is as great. Well. So it's just like I said, they're always rolling out new features. And yeah. snooze came out about a year and a half ago, I would yep. say. And then the I delayed sin was was uh, even after that one. Yeah. So these are this is new stuff. Um, and they've got all kind. I mean, you can archive and you can go and 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 just get really like deep into it, or you can just use it on the surface um, and have things you know pull wherever you want, keep you semi organized. Um, but that you know the one thing I think I uh, really underestimated early was like I said the usage of uh, cloud based documents and and how often we'd be going to them when we set up MFP. We needed a way to seamlessly be able to work together without having a ton of friction within our work process. Um, and we've we eventually found Airtable, but it didn't exist for the first two years of what was happening. And so we or still at least we didn't heavily. know about it. <laughs> it was probably yeah, there. We just had no idea. <laughs> I mean, it didn't exist for us. <laughs> That's right. But we still heavily lean on um, Google Docs, and which is so Google Docs is uh, it's a it's a cloud based um, like Microsoft Office, right? Uh, you 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 get in a free account when you sign up for a Google um, Google email with uh, Google Drive. Google Drive is essentially what Google calls it's like their their cloud storage, right? And what's that? Uh, Two hundred and fifty gigs, Brad. Uh, something like that, right? Uh, no, not not nearly that much. It's uh, no. it's yeah. I think I don't know. I think they scale it. Like right now, I'm right around eighteen gigs for free. But I think it's like gotcha. one of those weird things, like every second they give you an extra like bit or something. So it's just like yeah. constantly minutely scaling, but somewhere around there. Is two bucks a month for me. I yeah. pay for a terabyte because I'm not you. And I, I yeah, I, I don't use I it for long term storage. I use it. But yeah, because right, like I, I don't need it be, for that type of um, I'm not looking to share big documents. Like if I'm sharing big documents, I'll share them off of my local network area storage. Um, so for us, you know, for the way we use it. It's almost all just uh, Word docs or sheets, like you're saying. Yeah. So, the, so the docs, the docs is the whole suite, but it's also it's kind of weird because it also includes, you know, docs, which is like the Word document, sheets, which is your Excel document, slides, which would be your PowerPoint presentations, and then forms, which they actually, you know, don't have on the Microsoft suite, which is, you know, we'll hit that in a minute. But that's it's a really powerful uh, little portfolio of of apps that you can do online. Yeah, and so you can essentially go in there, create some folders, create um, what they now have as their priority um, sort of dashboard workspace where you can create bins for things that you're constantly working on. And they've made it much more of a usable kind of dashboard than it used to be. And uh, that's all in Google Drive. We use Google, uh, we use the Docs um, a ton. Like that's how we, we literally have everything for MFP in the cloud, uh, one because of what Brad said, like it doesn't take up a ton of storage. We keep all of the files stored native, but the big stuff goes up into the cloud, and then we keep everything. Man, we're actually pretty organized, which is surprising. Uh, <laughs> it is. It's, but, it's pretty tidy in there, but it, it's because uh, I think that's part of the the document storage is that you have to, uh, you know, the worst thing you can do, and I've done it before, and we 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 still have some lingering in here. But from my experience, the worst thing you can do is just dump everything into the main folder, right? If you yeah. don't like just just quickly set up like what are those things that you have uh, in like 
you know, I'll just read some of ours here just if it gives you any mind, you know, any, any ideas like business docs. Like that's where we put all the stuff for our actual LLC. We've got an artwork. We've got, you know, an episodes, which is where we have all of our all of our show notes, like what we're talking about here, as well as the files. We've got logos. We've got media kits, Patreon. Uh, we got playbooks, products. So like, you know, it's just places like just you don't have to go crazy and they don't have to be like, you know, super like 013, you know, coded and everything. Uh, just for those high level folders, it's like, what are those big things? And it's typically going to be something for your back end type activity. So one for finances, one for your business stuff, uh, you know, maybe one for orders or whatever. That's probably more of an email thing, but make it so that you can find the things easily. And then if you find one folder starts getting way too big, maybe you break that down, you know, maybe you break that and say, oh, well, you know, I'm, I'm not like for our episodes, like it, that would be a nightmare if we just had episodes and then had everything in there. So underneath mm. episodes, we'll have episode 124 and then have the show notes as well as the uh, the actual recordings underneath there. So if you have jobs, recordings, the artwork, yeah, like any files we're getting from the, our guests, like all of it. Right. And Mrs. Just, Smith, like whatever, if you're doing jobs. it for your clients. Yeah. Have have a folder for like have clients. And then under that, obviously, you know, have a folder for each person. If you're going to have more than like one or two documents, I would say make a folder for it. Oh, yeah. And so they're giving you opportunity to color code this stuff now and you can go in there. Um, I store all of our documents for uh, like, say, my office specifically. I've got all of my overhead junk in like one folder, download any PDF or statements, that kind of stuff. Um, And then I keep that somewhere and then you can go and break that out as detailed as you want it to be. I keep every campaign in its own kind of folder, and then I'm a, I'm, I'm with Brad on this. Like I put it in multiple places just so I have it. Um, and then what also makes it super easy is that it's, it's super shareable. Um, it used to have a little bit of like integration issues, at least from our experience, but they've really cut back on all of that. Um, you can share things super super easy now across. Um, multiple platforms you can share to other people you can give access to folders um i have contributors to things outside of my physical business that i've never met in person who are constantly dumping and adding things to to folders that we have set up uh, in the shared cloud which are phenomenal um and because it's so like we all grew up well i shouldn't say that because i'm getting old but most of us grew up using microsoft uh, office is that you can pretty much understand what's going on in the suite with docs is just like Word, Sheets is just like Excel, and I think you just touched on that, Brad. Slides is PowerPoint, um, yeah. Forms. There's nothing for that in the Microsoft suite, but th- there's a, there's a lot of other things too. Um, one of them I like uh, is Tasks. If you are looking for a task management software, we'll, we'll dive into this in a later episode, but uh, that's something you can use there. Another thing I know a lot of other businesses love is Google Hangouts. Uh, Brad and I happen to lean towards Skype, but Hangouts is phenomenal. Um, you can make calls and do FaceTime and all kinds of uh, good fun stuff there. Uh, it's, that's another great product. Uh, and then you can you can get as crazy as you want to with Google Photo Storage and Cloud Storage, uh, you know, and all that stuff being being integrated. They're really trying to make it an interface that's like all inclusive. Um, they've got they've got this thing now called Jamboard. Um, I don't know how long it's been around, but it's like a. If you that? Con- I've never even heard of that. Yeah, if you want to contribute to it, uh, you can create these boards, I believe, that are like both of us can work on at the same time. You can draw and design on it. It's more for like creatives in, uh, in, in like brainstorming lo- sessions, brainstorming and stuff like that? location. Yeah, 
Um, some really cool stuff in there. It's a massively powerful tool. And for the most part, it's free, at least to get started. And like, that's kind of where we're leaning on this is the reason we like this so much is that it doesn't cost you a penny to get into it. I, we both paid a couple hundred bucks to get into the Microsoft suite and have that stuff native stored on the desktop. You can bay or bin or whatever it's called. I think certain applications from the Google suite onto your, um, onto your computer and have, you know, desktop icons and stuff. There's, there's secondary apps and whatnot for it. Um, but for the most part, you can dive in for free, get some systems in place to get you organized um, and help your, help yourself, help yourself. You know what I mean? Like you don't have to sit there and go, Oh my goodness, I can't afford to, and I don't have this and that. And when, when it's, it's just chilling there, it's sitting there. Um, and it makes things, it just, it makes your life so much easier uh, without having to think about it. And when you can start putting tasks and when you can start putting a lot of the stuff happening in your business into your subconscious mind, that that way you're not thinking about it constantly, you're freeing up your mental capacity to do things that actually matter in your business. Um, that's where all this small stuff comes for in these, in these systems. Um, you know, if, if Brad and I are working on a specific project, for instance, at the, um, in our presentation at WorkBrenchCon, we had our PowerPoint presentation there. Well, Brad natively works on PowerPoint on his computer. I haven't done that since middle school. And so <laughs> we used the uh, slides feature in Google Drive. In an hour and a half or however long it took us, we were able to both simultaneously work on a document, um, make sure it was clean, quality check it from both ends of it, and be done. We didn't have to send something to someone else, get approval, send it back, look at it again, have any issues with file transfers and compression and compatibility and blah, 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 blah. It just made things super nice. Um, and I've used it in the past for everything from inquiry forms with Google Forms, which is a phenomenal tool. Um, you can you can send out to your clients. I, I've talked about this a ton uh, in the past. And, and once again, if you're not giving forms to your clients uh, or pu pushing your clients to an inquiry form, you're wasting time. Um, but that automatically moves over all of that information to their Excel docs, which is their sheets, um, makes it super easy. And then I've also created client presentations uh, before I, I got into SketchUp Pro and SketchUp uh, having their, whatever that's called now, um, that, that tool. Layout. Uh, layout, yeah. Uh, before they had layout, I was using... Uh, their their presentation uh, to take screenshots and create uh, client presentations yeah. and and that was that was I was like man I can't believe I'm not using this freebie tool here it's for a great way to quickly put experience. that together and you right? you can um, what you can do is because don't get into the trap of needing a Wi because that is one of the downsides is that if you don't have Wi Fi then you can't access it if you don't do some pre planning. So if you are going to do something where you're working online and, uh, you know, then you're going to go to a client's house and, you know, you, you don't want to have to ask, hey, what's your uh, password? And, you know, you don't want to, to do that. You want to be professional and be prepared is you can go in and say make available offline uh, or you can even download it as a PowerPoint presentation, as a PDF, different things. So uh, ju just think about that. That is one downside. You do need to do a little bit of pre-planning to make sure that you're prepared uh, because you never know when you know, you're not going to be able to get on Wi-Fi if you're out and about. So uh, if you do have a meeting to go to plan a little bit ahead on that. But uh, I, I love I love the whole G Suite. We use it a ton. And, you know, hopefully we've shared some some cool things here with you on the on the drive. John, I know uh, one of the pieces, especially for for all you product makers out there, 
is the the form and you were just hitting on it john um but go check out what what is the um don't send anything because it's going to go into the ether anyway but what, what is your way we'll put that we'll put a link to the show notes to john's inquiry form just so you get an idea of of what that looks like on the front end uh and then what he's done is link that up to Airtable actually now but you could also link that to a google sheet uh, but basically making your customers give you all the information that you want. And so, John, you've done a great job of, of doing that. Why don't you hit on that for a minute of just like the things yeah. you put in there and how you used to manage that when you were doing a ton of commission work? Um, so, you know, Brad did mention that I moved over to using um, the the uh, Airtable integration for forms. And that's just because I wanted I moved almost everything over to Airtable. But same concept here in the G Suite. You create a form, and then what you do is when anyone wants to inquire with you, they you drive them to the form. And then one that allows you to own your calendar and your schedule, like we talked about at the top of the show, because you don't want to be responding to inquiries literally all day long if you're the person that has to actually build, source, and distribute whatever you're making as a custom product maker. Um, you've got to set a time, you set aside time to do those specific tasks. So for me, um, I would I would block out uh, two hours of my week for inquiries at the beginning and at the end, right? If I got anything over the weekend, I'd hit it Monday morning and then I'd hit it Friday morning um, before deliveries. And, and that's another thing going into block scheduling. But because I'm driving everyone to a form that populates a spreadsheet in which I can be accountable to myself on responses. So I'm looking for things like your name, your email, what type of project I tell them that project type, right? Uh, and then that way it leans into what I'm trying to build. Are you doing, you know, a coffee table, a dining table, a conference table? Are you looking for cabinetry? Are you looking for a media console? Um, and you create the products that you want to make. And then require a budget, which is huge. A lot of people don't want to talk money until you put them in a budget and you're like, well, you know, I'm typically here. Plus, it gives you a great upsell opportunity um, when they're like, you know, well, I'm looking to be in that 800 to 1500 range. You're like, well, a typical dining table runs you three grand. Um, I can come up to twenty five hundred. I'll give you a, a break. Blah blah blah, and boom, then you're already working. But what all automatically happen there is when you require a budget, a lot of people actually price themselves out, and then you don't have to worry about them, right? Um, I then ask for measurements, and I ask them, tell me about the project. Uh, if there's something, I'm always looking for a like a some sort of way to not manipulate, but uh, add value or find some pain point in the selling process. So when I ask them to tell me about the type of project, um, what I'm looking for is like, you know, is this something for your daughter? Is this something for your family member or someone that was deceased maybe? Um, you know, and how can I help create something more unique, more individualized for you than what you can buy at a store? And that just gives me an opportunity to to upsell um, on, on experience compared to your, where your competition is potentially doing. So I'm always asking them to like, tell me a little bit about the project. And then I also include attachments. Now, one great thing about Google drive um, is you is it's cloud storage, right? So you can have them attach whatever to it. Um, and then it'll boom, fill into a folder. You got to set up a little bit on the back end there. Um, but that ended up being massive help for me because I was able to actually see and visualize what they were doing without doing what Brad said earlier and having to respond with, Hey, send me some photos for inspiration. Um, which which is awful, right? You're creating another email chain and then those are buried somewhere. If you can have them in a client form, then you just create another folder when you move them from 
inquiry to paid, you know, deposit paid to wherever your little subcategories are in your Google Drive. You drag them over, move it, and then boom, their attachments for inspiration, their measurements, everything is all right there. Um, and then I have a how did you hear about us on that form too. Uh, Sean Van Dyke pushed me into this. Uh, and if you can think about being in contracting, how much rigmarole you're going to have to sift through um, because there's so much more involved with you know a contracting job than there is with uh, potentially making a table. <laughs> if you can create any sort of seamless barrier, uh, like a breakdown of a barrier for your client um, in your interaction there, it's going to it's just going to pay you back in, in leaps and bounds uh, within the business. And Google Forms is a phenomenal free tool in order to get you there. Um, and then it's on you a little bit on the back end to make sure you're cleaning up your Excel sheet um, and that you're making sure that you're accountable to that system. But this is a great way to, to, to get started with something like an inquiry form. Then they give you a shareable link. You can embed that wherever and you can drive people right to it. I save it in, an, I used to save it in a note. If you would text me, if you would email me, if you would DM me, if you, any of it, I'm sending you right to that link. Yeah. And that makes it, you know, cause last thing you need is to be juggling 12 different inquiry places. Right. And that, uh, that's send them like, all to one. sorry, John, that's like getting up to the email, right? Like ending that email instead of, instead of having that back and forth, like you said, it's just like, even if they gave you like 99, like every field except for one over email, right? That the better way to go is, hey, thank you so much for giving me that. The way that I manage all my inquiries is through this inquiry form. Could you please go over there and fill that out? Uh, like you don't go there and fill that out for them, you know, in, unless you're feeling really generous and they gave you exactly everything. Again, end that email, get them into your process and then you can better service them and better serve them because then you're not like, oh, well, let me go back to my email Oh, what did that, you know, and then you're like searching for their name and that like when you get into so many, that, that's the one thing I, I kind of don't like about Gmail is like it has this weird like compression algorithm, right? Where it'll be like yeah. the first three will be like full emails and then it's like the number 12 and then like it'll show you like the last mm -hmm. two. And I'm like, I always need that one that's like somewhere in the 12. So when you start yeah. getting large threads, Gmail is not the best for large threads. And so get them to your form. Uh, on the flip side, it is extremely nice on uh, searchability, even though I would like it to go search into threads versus just, you know, email like that, search into specific emails versus threads. And I know there's a setting there that you can do it, but I always like to have it threaded. But, but get away from those is my point, because uh, the back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. So you cluttered. can you can hammer all that stuff out just by what John walked you through. So love that, man. That That, that is a. a, a Golden tip for anybody who is Golden. doing product. Golden, just like John's retrievers. And on that note, uh, <laughs> we will have we will have a link to that form, like I mentioned, and uh, to any of the the G Suite. I mean, obviously, it's it's just Google and uh, docs.google. But uh, we'll have that in the show notes at madeforprofit.com forward slash episode one twenty four. Yes, and uh, and if you're looking for any sort of inspiration or want to hop into uh, any sort of um, conversation based on your systems, what's working for you, you're going to definitely want to head on over to our Facebook group. Absolutely killing it uh, at facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash made for profit tribe. Loving that conversations happening over there. Um, some really good people with some really great experience. And it's uh, it's just becoming a hub for 
just general MFP crushing awesomeness. Oh yeah, it's uh, let's see here. We're we're just over fourteen hundred members now, which is fantastic. There is, is so much awesome conversation going on there. So if you are not part of that community, please please go over there and join that. We would love to have you. But uh, yeah, next week we'll be covering the business systems that we really go into for task management, project management, and we're and for finances. So we are excited about that. And uh, let us know if you have any comments or anything, hit us up. Uh, you can hit us up on the email. We are going to be putting our, actually the better way to do it would be in the, in the Facebook group. That's trying to really where we're trying to manage. Just, I got through saying, don't do email. <laughs> the Facebook group is a great place. If you have any, uh, any topics that you'd like to hear about, post them in there. We would love to hear it. And we'll be doing a, uh, a survey as well shortly to, to really get what you guys uh, we want to know for the rest of the year as we just kind of re-kick this start. And we're going to be looking for a bi-weekly cadence, meaning every two weeks, not twice a week, um, <laughs> because that can kind of go both ways. We'd love to hear what you guys want to want to have different episodes on. So let's get going and we will see you guys on the next episode. Peace. <laughs>